everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Friday. It is July 29th. It is 2022. We have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast, and I am joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Doing good. It's Friday. Semi-big slate. Let's call it a big slate. Uh, let's help the people get down with the get down. Put a few more dollars in that pocket. I consider anything over 10 games a big slate for baseball. Um, yeah. We had a sweet spot slate Thursday with eight games. Um, not going great for me. I like Detroit, and the guys that I played did not hit the home runs that the other guys did. So, um, you know, the Dodgers yeah, I, Dodgers doing their thing in cores, um, which we were very heavy on on the podcast yesterday, but everybody was heavy on them because it was the Dodgers in cores against Jose Arena. So um, shouldn't shock anybody that they're doing well. But yeah, man, ready to talk some baseball for this Friday, Friday slate. I mean, we have good pitching, we have bad pitching, and we have some bats to target. We have some potential weather in the first game that we're going to talk about, but the rest of the slate, night before anyway, looks pretty good. So um, let's get into it, Will. St. Louis sure. at Washington. Miles Mikolas going up against Sanchez. Nine total in this game. The Cardinals, a 185 favorites. Uh, like I mentioned a second ago, there's some potential weather in this game. Pay attention to that. We're still going to break it down. Uh, any interest here in Miles Mikolas? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I can do it, Stevie. They, they, they're going to have the big guns coming back. They, they, uh, they went, up, went up to... Uh, Toronto, of course, didn't play that much because of the guys didn't play because of the vaccination status. But I, I don't think I'm going to be. Oh, never mind. Meekless is facing Washington. I'm tripping. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm getting so excited about Goldschmidt and, uh, and Arenado coming back, but um, I still don't want to play him against Washington. Fairly low strikeout team. Meekless could go the distance in terms of, you know, six seven innings. Uh, and that might get him there, but I, I think we've got a little bit more upside than him today. So uh, no Miles Mikolas for me against Washington, a really low strikeout team mostly. This is a very loaded pitching slate. Um, we're going to talk about five or six studs in good spots, in no case spots. Um, I don't think I could go Miles Mikolas against a low strikeout team like you mentioned. And then Sanchez on the other side of this game, um, I mean, he's come back. He's been throwing around 90 pitches his first few starts. He hasn't looked good. Uh, he didn't look good before um, he wasn't on a roster. So, I mean, don't play Sanchez against a full-strength St. Louis team here. Yep, not doing it. Yep. Um, you know, you got excited about talking about Goldschmidt, and as you should, this dude was absolutely scorching hot. The only thing that – slowed him down was a series in Toronto where he didn't get to play. So I love this spot here for Paul Goldschmidt. Um, maybe like a little mini stack for St. Louis, but I don't think I'm going to fully stack them. I wouldn't talk you off of it uh, because Sanchez is a guy that can give up a bunch of runs. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's the balance between the rest of the slate I do think one-offing Goldschmidt-Arenado um, 
could be huge here. You know, I do expect them to knock the ball around a, a great deal. All right. Like you said, Sanchez has come back, but he's been uh, hashtag not good. And so uh, I don't mind playing some of these Seattle guys. Somebody else that uh, I think we could we could get in there. Um, Tyler O'Neill at 4,200, who does have a big K rate, but like this screams – uh, home run, home run in this game to me for somebody like him and then Tommy Edmond. And before you know it, Stevie, now you've got a four man stack. Uh, another guy that's not going to strike out a lot, but should be able to get on base, put the ball in play. Uh, those four guys for sure, guys I like from St. Louis. Any interest in the Washington side on the other side of this game? No, it's it's kind of the tale of two cities. I don't want to play Mikolas. I don't want to play anyone from Washington. I know you can always play Juan Soto. Uh, he may not even be there tomorrow, may get traded. Just kidding. Uh, I, I think he'll be there tomorrow. But, um, oh, no, I, I don't want to play anyone from, from Washington. All right, moving on. I'm with you. I think Soto you can always play. But outside of him, I don't really have a ton of interest. Um, Philadelphia at Pittsburgh, eight total in this game. Philadelphia, a slight 125 favorite. We have Falter against Quintana. Any interest here in Bailey Falter? I don't want to play Falter in DFS, but I do want to get on him and some, on some props. If he comes in at three and a half, four and a half, I'm taking the over against Pittsburgh. Been hammering strikeout props against him all season. Won't stop now. I don't know if you're going to need him on such a big slate with so much talent. Um, but Pittsburgh is a lot worse against left-handed pitching than they are against right-handed pitching. So, if you wanted to roll the dice, I wouldn't necessarily think I'd talk you off of it. Um, my my thing is, I mean, he's shown the ability to get some strikeouts. It's just the command. So what's the lineup look like that he's facing, and who's the umpire, I think, is the two questions you have to potentially look at with Bailey Falter. And, I mean, you got the Dodgers in course, so paying up for bats is there, you know, so maybe Falter does become interesting in that aspect. Um, Jose Quintana on the other side of this game, Quintana has just been uber consistent, um, not typically getting blown up, generating ground balls, generating soft contact, not a typical, like high ceiling DFS play though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not playing him either. (laughs) I'm not playing these guys today. Uh, any interest here in the Philly bats? Uh, I mean, I think if you're playing Philly, maybe you're going to want off some guys. Like maybe you'll look at Reese Hoskins. Um, you know, you could look at Castellanos at 4K. And now, you know, he hasn't been, you know, showing us like true upside recently. But this this guy still got some power. At uh, 4K, I, I'm willing to one off him in any spot against the lefty. Yeah, I mean, you could go Hoskins, you could go Cassianos. Cassianos hasn't had like a great season, but we know the power and, and upsides there for both of those guys. Uh, the Pittsburgh side of things, like I said, Pittsburgh, they struggle a little bit more against left-handed pitching. I don't mind maybe like a Hayes. Um, if Chavez or Castillo is in the lineup, um, I don't hate those guys, but that's really it. I mean, I'm one of the reasons that I don't mind Falter is because Pittsburgh just doesn't have a ton of ceiling against left-handed pitching. Oh yeah. But I'm not playing any pirates. 
Trust me. <laughs> Zero Pirates. 13-game slate. Remember the slate size and lineup construction is important. Kansas City at New York facing the Yankees. Eight total in this game. Yankees a 350 favorite. Bubich against Cole. Um, we're not playing Chris Bubich against the Yankees, right? Nope. And then, I mean, the other side of this game, Cole is one of the highest ceiling pitchers on the slate. You know, we're already starting to see. Are we going to start to see, like, Kansas City start to move more people? Um, you know, Andrew Benatendi getting moved yesterday. I don't know what to think here, but I know I, I like Garrett Cole. Yeah, I like Garrett Cole as well. Uh, the other thing, too, Stevie, is this. The pitch count for Garrett Cole is stable, and I'm not saying a performance by Jamison Tyon should tell us what Cole can do completely, but Jamison Tyon just went on and had a field day against this team. Seven strikeouts, I think, at least. And, I mean, if you look at what he's done this season, that's nothing near what he's doing. He's in the four to five range, picked up seven. I got to think Garrett Cole can get to at least seven strikeouts, at least. Uh, Garrett Cole's a top pitcher player on this slate. Pretty sure at eight, but yeah, I hear you. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so why are you underestimating the dude? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Cole's in a great spot. I don't really have any interest here in Kansas City. Um, when healthy, Bobby Witt's fantastic, but the fact that he's dealing with a hamstring injury hurts his ceiling anyway because he's a guy that you're looking for a jack-in-the-back type of upside. So uh, any interest in Kansas City for you? Negative. Dodgers, 11 nothing in the fourth. Um, imagine not stacking the Dodgers on this slate yesterday. Anyway, um, Yankees, Bats, I mean, they're one of the top stacks on the slate. They're just very expensive. Yeah, I mean, look, man, bottom line, Yankees are hitting. Even Aaron Judge, he's going to strike out some. He's hitting. Uh, Stanton is out on lineup. Doesn't matter. Next man up. Uh, and I'm not saying at the same position. I'm just saying in terms of hitting. Josh Donaldson, you come on in and hit a home run. Matt Carpenter, you come on in and hit a home run. Uh, this team has been playing phenomenally. Uh, they are expensive. Uh, and so I, you got to make some decisions in terms of do I want to play Garrett Cole straight up? Or do I want to play the Yankees bats? I might be able to get some of them in there. Um, and, and there are some other pitchers, Stevie, that are in really good spots that are that are cheaper than Garrett Cole today. I think if you want to load up on the Yankees, like those are the things you're going to have to do. Like we've got, Stevie, top-tier pitching, and then we've got some guys that I think have top-tier upside in that mid-8K range. So it's going to get really interesting on this slate how people decide to uh, set this thing up. We've got a guy at the bottom of the pitching, Stevie, that I think should probably be a little bit more expensive than he is facing a team that um, is on the outside looking in for sure. I, it's probably a day to load up on the bats for what it's worth. It's too much pitching to not load up on the bats and then take, take the, the upside from these guys. All right, Detroit at Toronto. No total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Garcia. Um, they did select his contract on Wednesday, and it sounds like he's going to start 
here. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that's worked out of the bullpen a lot in his career. Um, so I have no idea what to think here. He did move into like a starting role in Toledo. Um, and, and I think the most he pitched was like three or four innings, though. So I don't expect much from him here. Um, Alec Manoa, 9,400 on the other side of this game. Oh, did you have any interest in Garcia? Oh, no. I have to ask. It's my job. Um, Manoa getting Detroit, just saving some money from some of the top-end options. Manoa, his ceiling here is just massive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is definitely one of the guys, Stevie. Put him on the list. Uh, I think I would be, you know, mixing and matching all of these guys in, in, in this range, that, you know, lower 9K, upper 8K, mid 8K range. Uh, against bad teams. I think that's the way to go to their mix today. Mix and match these guys, get in the bats. Yeah. I have no interest in the Detroit bats. None. Yeah. Um, any interest here in Toronto against it sounds like I mean, like, I'm assuming we get Garcia if he's pitching well for four or five innings. If and then like we're gonna get some bullpen, but if he struggles, man, we we could get they might even leave him out there because of how banged up they are just in general with the rotation right now. Um, what are your thoughts here on Toronto? Yeah, I think Toronto is just a stack just because today. Like, yep, new pitcher. We don't know what to expect, but we know the Toronto offense is lethal. Um, I, th- I think you just stack them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you stack them. <laughs> I don't really have like hard hitting analysis outside of Detroit's bullpen is good. Um, That's the only reason they're not like terrible, terrible this year. (laughs) But I mean, if you get the bad end of the bullpen, it doesn't really matter. So Cleveland at Tampa Bay, the guardians, this is a pick them game now. Um, And it's a six and a half total. You got Bieber going up against Jeffrey Springs. Really low total. Pick him game. Um, I like the Cleveland side of this game, I think, more if I was going to bet this game. Do you have any interest here in Bieber against Tampa? Yeah, I I don't hate it. Um, Tampa Bay hasn't been a world beater. Um, You know, and and we've seen Bieber have some success sporadically this season. Hasn't been consistent. uh, But at 8,900, I definitely think you take a chance now. I don't like him better than some of the other guys in this range. I definitely take Manoa over Bieber, but, um, but, and that's, they would be close if his K rate was a little higher this season, but definitely Manoa or Bieber, but Bieber at 8,900, I, I don't mind it at all against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay as well. Yeah. I was looking at it um, yesterday morning. I was looking at that solo game, that 12 o'clock game. Was it solo? Um I think there's two games. I think the my was it Marlins Reds. I think there was yeah a, Marlins was Reds. Mm-hmm. I was looking at props and stuff, and Tampa rolled out a lineup with like a 32 percent K rate against um, Jordan Lyles, and like I I almost I don't even know how it played out or not, but I almost like wrote up Lyles strikeout prop um, because the lineup just had so many strikeouts. I think he was at like three and a half or four and a half or something. It was he something, usually comes at four and a half. 
Yeah, so I don't know how it played out, but I mean, there's so many strikeouts in this lineup right now that Bieber has to be in play, especially with this game being in Tampa. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely have interest in Bieber in this one. Um, the other side of this game, we got Springs. He's, I mean, this guy has some big strikeout stuff, you know, 26% on the season, low walk rate, even higher against righties. He's getting a, a tough Cleveland lineup, but well, I don't think they're as tough against left-handed pitching power-wise, but they still are a team that make a ton of contact. So do you have any interest here in Springs at 7,900? Yeah, I think I'm going to leave Springs on the shelf. Uh, nothing against him. I think I just think it's not the right matchup for the size of the slate we have. It's kind of where I'm at. I mean, this game is a six-and-a-half total. We're not going to talk about really any bats in this game, you know, J Ram is always someone that you're worried about the strikeouts. I think it really is just going to come down to do they leave the lefties in there? Is Naylor going to be in there? Is Quan going to be in there? Is Jimenez going to be in there? Uh, that Jones guy has been playing a little bit. So I think it's all lineup based on Springs. Um, I mean, I don't, I could see playing him, but I honestly, I, I like Bieber way more for a thousand dollars more. Yeah, and I, I like another guy a little bit more than Spray. So uh, as, as we move along, I, I think we'll we'll be able to piece this thing together. Um, any bats here in this game as a whole? No, I got nothing. No. Yep, nothing. I got nothing. I mean, Brandon Lau <laughs> is fifty five hundred. He has been three K on Fanduel. If he's still three K on Fanduel, maybe playable over there, but. I got nothing. This would be like a 10 run game to completely troll us. But I mean, stats tell me to stay away from this one. So that's what I'm going to do. We got the Brewers and the Red Sox nine total in this one. The Brew Crew, a 160 favorite here. We got Woodruff against Bellow. Any interest here in Brandon Woodruff? I, I don't hate it. Um, I would say I would definitely side with Garrett Cole first if I was going to pick an upper tier pitcher and by upper tier, I mean like in the 10 K range. Um, so I, I definitely, I, I think I'm going to let Woodruff ride today, Steve. I don't think I'm going to play him. I mean, Oh, what's his name? McKenzie McKenzie pitched really well against the, the Red Sox on Thursday and got beat by one bad pitch to Xander Bogarts. Um, I think he went like seven innings. Um, I turned the game off like the fifth. So, I mean, I don't hate this spot for Woodruff if he's low owned. If no one's playing Woodruff on a 13-game slate, Woodruff's a dude that can put up 30-plus. And the Red Sox lineup is banged up. So It's it's just a price for me versus some of these other guys. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, it's all going to come down for me it's all going to come down to what's the ownership look like um so brian bellow on the other side of this game we're waiting for the you know a top prospect to kind of show up here in in brian bellow it sounds like the red sox are very committed to letting this guy kind of work it out in the bigs instead of sending him back down um the talent is there the command has been awful we really haven't seen that big strikeout stuff that every scout has told us about him. 
I think I'm at the point where I need to see it before I can play him again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, maybe you get in on some case uh, on some. Uh, I've on the done. I've, I'm telling you, dude. I've done it every start so far, so I'm pot committed at this point. I will definitely <laughs> have his over on his strikeout prop here. And it's probably going to come in at four and a half, maybe even come down to four. But um, yeah, I think that's the only way you get him. I'm, I'm not playing him in DFS for sure. I'm pot committed. Uh, that is the only. I'm not sitting <laughs> over here saying, "Hey, play this guy." Um, I am saying that I, I am pot committed. I'll play the prop game on Bellow instead of um, playing him in DFS here. Uh, the Brewers, I think the stack is viable. You know, this guy has really struggled with command. He's really struggled to get guys out, and he's allowed four earned runs or more in his first three starts as a major leaguer. So it's tough not to say, hey, we, you know, fade the Brewers here. Yeah, and I think the Brewers are, are going to be somewhat sneaky, Stevie, on a 13-game slate. Like, they they probably won't garner near as much ownership as some of these other teams because even though Bell has been bad, like, I don't feel like this is a spot where people are going to try to attack him. So I, I really like that call on Milwaukee for sure. All right, Boston against Woodruff. With them banged up right now, it's tough for me to say, hey, let's stack Boston against Brandon Woodruff. Yeah, no stacking Boston today. All right, Arizona at Atlanta. Nine total in this game. The Braves, a 200 favorites. We got White Wright versus Bumgarner. Any interest here in Madison Bumgarner? No. Dude's coming off of his best start in probably three years. <laughs> um, was Everybody cool. gets a turn back to clock game. Listen, I mean, it's good for him. I'm happy it, for And him, it was man. against Washington. Come on. Yeah, I mean, Washington is one of those like teams where they flip the script when they're lefty-righty, uh, for sure. Yeah, I don't have any interest here in Bumgarner. I actually kind of like the Braves. And then Kyle Wright, 9,200 for a guy that has 25-plus point upside. Arizona, a tougher team. They're kind of sneaky good against right-handed pitching, but Kyle Wright has talent, and he definitely has strikeout ability. Yeah, I don't hate Kyle Wright at 92. I think he's he's in that zone. I will say this. If, if I had to choose between Kyle Wright, I'd just spin up and go to Woodruff or, or, uh, or Cole because I, I think they have a lot more upside than Kyle Wright on this slate for what it's worth. Um, so Wright's probably going to end up Slightly on the outside looking in because I, I think in the 9K range, Manoa is going to kind of be my my test. Um, and I, I wouldn't take him over Manoa today. Uh, and I also wouldn't take him over some of these other 8K guys. So nothing against Kyle Wright. I think he's going to be fine. I just think saving as much salary as I can to try to get in really good bats and good spots is going to be advantageous. Um. Any interest in the Arizona bats? No, not really. Yeah, I got I got nothing here. Nothing on the Arizona side. I like Atlanta a lot. I think they're a potential fly under the radar type of team. Austin Riley has power. Swanson has power. Acuna has power. Contreras has power. If they play um, Ozuna, he's thirty five hundred. I I think Atlanta is sneaky good in the spot, and I don't think a lot of people will be playing them. Yeah, I really like the Braves today. 
I definitely think this is a spot where they can get off. And Acuna is down to 4,900 too on DK, which is a really good price. You talked about Ozuna. He's 3,500. I keep talking about it, but at some point, man, this guy's got to start hitting some balls across the fence. So I'm with you. Atlanta is definitely a top team on the slate for me today. And that's not being a homer. It's just they're facing Madison Bumgarner. And they're going to have a plethora of righties to deploy. So I, I, I love Atlanta. A lot of power, too. A lot of power yeah. righties. That's what we need yeah. on the 13-game slate. We need to chase those home runs. Oakland at Chicago, eight total. White Sox, a 215 favorite here. Kaeperlin against Lynn. Any interest here in um, James Kaeperlin? No. Yeah, I'm going to pass on him, too. He's cheap, but I don't think this is the spot. Lance Lynn is 6,800 going up against Easy. Oakland. Um, My gosh. What a, what a under, like he's at his second, I mean, his second start of the season was against Toronto and he came in at like 5,800, but I don't understand the price. Um, I expect him to be very popular here. He was 7,200 against Cleveland. Yeah. So Stevie, I, I think maybe they're adjusting it because of the size of the slate, but this is what I'm talking about. You know, you want to pick up 20 points. Lance Lynn absolutely has 20-plus point upside at 6,800 against Oakland. Absolutely. At home. So, I, Stevie, I like Lance Lynn today. I definitely think he's SP2 viable for sure. You talked about it. I definitely think he garners a ton of ownership, especially if you want to get these bats in. I mean, you can put him together with Manoa and really have, have quality bats in your lineup. I think Lance Lynn is is – probably the best cheap pitcher on the slate. Yeah, I got no interest in the Oakland Bats. Uh, I mean, nope. who do you Not like? A... I mean, Seth Brown, you have to play him at first base. He's cheap. Steven Vogt, maybe at 2,400. If he bats like fourth or fifth at catcher, maybe. Um, I mean, the White Sox, even like the White Sox here, like, I don't think this is necessarily like a terrible spot, but they're so expensive on a 13 game slate. I just don't know if they have the ceiling to like break the slate. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you just won off those guys. Um, you know, th- that, that would be the way I would pull it. All right. Um, Seattle at Houston. I watched a little bit of this game. Uh, Verlander and Ray facing off in this one. This game has a seven total. The Astros, a slight favorite here. Um, oh, I guess it's moved a lot since it opened. It's 180 now, Astros. Uh, any interest here in Robbie Ray? Um, as Houston gets more healthy, uh, I think that answer is no. I mean, he just faced Houston, and we saw him, I mean, gave up 10 hits, six earned runs, two home runs. Had one strikeout, Stevie. Um, 62 pitches in three innings. And I'm not saying Houston is going to do that again, but as Houston gets more healthy and guys come back, uh, Ray at 9,300, I think I'm going to pass. Yeah, I mean, he has been pitching um, a lot better. Like, this is a guy that has shown a lot of upside here recently. Strikeouts have been fantastic. There's just no strikeouts in this lineup. Um, <laughs> that's the problem for him. You know, he's going to face maybe two or three guys with strikeout rates over 20% yep. against left-handed pitching. So, yeah, I don't think this is a spot I want to play Robbie Ray. And, I mean, Verlander is Justin Verlander. This guy is just 
he's very good at throwing baseballs and he's very good at throwing baseballs past people. Seattle is sneaky good. I think I leave Verlander on the shelf today. Yeah. And it, I'm it with is, you. I mean, this dude just put up 32 against this team. If you want to play Verlander, you can play him just about against anybody. 33 against Oakland, 26 against Kansas City, 32 against the Mets. Like, He's rolling right now. He's put up over 30 fantasy points in three or four outings against Seattle this season. Um, also worries me this is the fifth time he's facing this team. Yeah, I... I, mean, I think Verlander's going to be fine, Steve. I still wouldn't play Verlander over Garrett Cole today. Um, so, at 10-5, I, I just I can't do it. All right. Um, any interest in the Seattle Bats? Uh, no. That's past for me. And honestly, I don't even love Houston. I think you could play Houston in large field tournaments as a stack. You know, Bregman's cheap, but I think it's stack or fade. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. We got cores, the Dodgers, and the Rockies. Julio Urias going up against Chad Cool. 11 and a half total. The Dodgers are 240 favorites. Um, any interest here in Julio Urias? No. Yeah, 9,800 in course. I can't do it. Um, and like the Rockies are good against left-handed pitching. So I, I think this is just one of those spots. We probably see him put up like 15 to 20, and I don't think that's enough. Chad Cool against the Dodgers in cores. I mean, this is an easy fade. Absolutely. You know, his best game this season, though, is at home against the Dodgers at course. I think he put up like 30-something fantasy points. Doesn't scare you at all, Will? Come on. Nope. (laughs) Uh, As we're recording, the Dodgers have like 11 runs in course. Um, Yeah, we're playing the Dodgers here. I I know you are like the person that like you like to go underweight on cores. And if you want to make that pitch, go ahead. I'm going to make the pitch as Chad Cool is not good. The Dodgers are one of the best lineups in baseball. It's a 13-game slate, so their ownership might be down a little bit here. Uh, but, yeah, I love the Dodgers here. Love the Dodgers. Absolutely. No question about it. This is a stacked spot. Both sides for me on this one, Stevie, because I think the 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 uh, Colorado side will be a lot less owned than the Dodgers, and I'm not afraid of Julio Urias in course. I'm just not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I like the Dodgers and I like the Rockies, but man, I love the Dodgers. I love I, it's not even like a like it's I love the Dodgers. Here. Yeah. Um, Give me your overall thoughts on the Rockies really quick. Yeah, I just think, you know, they, they got a lot of power here. CJ Crone, um, Connor Joe's like he's going to be. Yeah, he, he was back for the previous thing, so he'll be back. Um, Chris Bryant, I mean, and even Charlie Blackman still hit lefties okay this season. Like, they've got hitters. And so, um, you know, Urias in Coors, I just – I think he's going to be attackable. Uh, and for what it's worth, you know, the Coors guys, outside of um, uh, um, – geez, Bryant – Crone and Blackman, everybody else is still fairly cheap for the, the Dodgers. I mean, the uh, the Rockies, like Brendan Rodgers isn't over 5K. Glacier's 4,400. You know, you've got some pieces that you can put together around maybe your top one or two bats. 
Yeah, I mean, Joe at 42, Gritchick at 41. Um, oh, yeah. Those guys, their price vary fairly. So, yeah, definitely don't like it. But, I mean, Jake Lamb on the other side of this game at 2,100 is going to be the highest owned hitter on the slate. Good. Crazy. Texas at LA taking on the Angels. Seven and a half total in this one. Angels a 120 favorite. We got Perez going up against Sandoval. Any interest here in Martin Perez? Man, I, I might have to have interest in Perez, Stevie. The, the Angels just continue to strike out at such an enormous clip. Um, you know, this is a spot where he could probably pick up 25-ish fantasy points. I think you roll him out for that reason. Yeah, I just, I mean, the lineup stinks. Um, Perez, That's all it is. Perez just kind of does Perez things, man. Generates ground balls, doesn't typically get blown up, doesn't give up a ton of power. So I don't think I'd talk you off of playing Perez. Maybe higher ceiling options in this price range, but I mean, I could see him going seven clean innings here, getting five or six strikeouts and putting up 25 plus. Wouldn't yeah. shock me. Um, Sandoval. On the other side of this game, 7,700, you know, good strikeout stuff. Dominates left-handed hitters. So if they roll out that lineup with like Seager, Lowe, and Calhoun, you know, this could be a spot the Sandoval pitch as well. He just struggles with right-handed power. And they honestly, I mean, outside of maybe Haim and Garcia, they don't have a ton of right-handed power. Yeah, I, I think Sandoval could be fine. I just... I don't want to risk it on this slate, Steve. It's just, like I said, we've got a lot of pitchers here. Uh, I wouldn't play him over Lance Lynn. So he he just, he won't make the cut for me. I wouldn't play Perez over Lance Lynn either, but I'm saying Perez, I, I think Perez has more upside than Sandoval in this spot. Any interest here in the Texas Vets? Uh, I don't mind, like you said, you know, some of the one-off power or non-power, like I, I still don't mind Marcus Simeon. He's fifty-one hundred, but a guy that can just kind of get some break up some fantasy points. Uh, you know, I, I don't hate Otani here either. You know, guy's got some power, but all in all, I'm I'm not playing not Otani Jesus uh, Seager, uh, but I'm not all in all. I'm not going to play um, too many Texas bats. I don't really have a ton of interest in either side of this game, bats-wise. I mean, Haim at 4,200, maybe. I don't mind him. Maybe Tavares at 3,900. He's had some decent numbers against Ryan pitching this season. He's hitting like a, a really quiet 340 on the year, too. Yeah. Uh, do you have any interest in the Angels? No. All right. So you got Minnesota at San Diego. Joe Ryan going up against Blake Snell, seven and a half total. Padres is slight favorite here at 120. Uh, any interest in Joe Ryan in San Diego? No. I'm on the fence, Will. 8,700. He is another guy that has some strikeout upside. San Diego has some strikeouts in this lineup. He's another guy that I, I just kind of want to see what's the lineup look like, what's the ownership look like and you know kind of go from there blake snell 8300 i think it's the same thing i just said for joe ryan what's the minnesota lineup look like today is buxton gonna play type of thing um i think both of these guys are very situational today yeah blake snell 8300 i i do like him a lot stevie um i do think he has the strikeout stuff 
I just have to go in knowing that he could walk five guys. Okay. And realistically, he's probably going to walk three, if that makes any sense. So, and I have to hope those three walks don't cost him a whole inning and a meltdown. Um, so, you know, but at 8,300, I think he's worth it to take a few shots because of his strikeout upside. Do you have any interest in bats here? No, I do yeah. not. There's so many spots on this slate that are, are super solid. I mean, you could if if Buxton plays against the lefty, he's gonna be low owned. Correa against the lefty, maybe. Um but yeah, I don't have a ton of interest in bats in this game just as a whole. Um better spots today. Yep. I think that's the best way to put it. Better spots today. Better spots today. We'll finish it out with the Cubs and the Giants. Seven and a half total here. Giants a 140 favorite. Stroman going up against Alex Cobb. Any interest here in Marcus Stroman? I mean, uh, past couple games, he's been fine. Uh, but I don't. At 8,100, Stevie, I mean, he's okay. I would prefer him. I would prefer that he he was still pitching and getting, you know, 20 to 25 fantasy points. That's just kind of not his game. He still could, uh, but but I, I'm willing to pass on Marcus Strober today. And I, and I think he could be fine, but I just – I think I'm going to pass. I just don't know if he has the ceiling. I don't think he has the ceiling to win you a slate on a 13-game slate. I mean, he's going to go out, he's going to generate ground balls and stuff. I just don't think he has the ceiling to necessarily win you the slate. And I probably don't stack against Stroman. I, I just yeah. don't want to play him. Alex Cobb, other side of this game, Cobb, he's kind of the same pitcher as Stroman. They're, they're lower strikeout, big ground ball pitchers. Um, the, the one thing that Cobb has going for him today is going to face an offense that hits the ball on the ground a ton um, outside. I think wisdom is a big fly ball hitter. Do you have any interest here in Cobb? No. I think the only reason that like I could say he's okay is more of like he's 6,700. If he that. gets yeah, but if he gets you twenty at sixty seven hundred, and your bats do their thing, and the the pay up pitcher does his thing, I mean, I could see it working. Yeah, I mean, I could see him as a pivot from Lynn, but I think I'd still take Lance Lynn against Oakland versus Cobb against Chicago. As crazy as that sounds. All right, bats on the Cub side. Any interest here? No. And that sounds weird. I don't. I don't want to play Cobb, but I also don't want to play Cubs. <laughs> he just doesn't give up any hard contact. I mean, Wisdom's a big fly ball guy, maybe him, but I don't have a ton of interest in the Cubs. I don't really have a ton of interest in the the Giants either. Um, you know, Stroman is a ground ball pitcher as well. I think it's going to be a pretty low scoring game in general. Um, I just I don't see myself. I mean, Jock Peterson thrives on ground ball pitchers, so maybe Jock Peterson, but I think that's really it.
All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Yeah, man, I, I think there's one main choice, and that's Lance Lynn. I'm going to go Jeffrey Springs um, for Tampa. like it. Over 8K to score under 15. Who is your bust today? This is a tough one today, but I think there are two guys that probably make that list. I'm going to go with Robbie Ray against Houston again. I think I got to go Julio Urias at 9,800 in course. Um, the other one that I would, I'll, I'll say is Miles Mikolas against the yeah, lower strikeout Washington team. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, give me a guy over 4K not in course to hit a home run today. Yeah, this is this one also might be a cheat coach, Stevie, but give me Aaron Judge all the way at the top against Chris Bubich in New York. Walk off Homer on Thursday for Aaron Judge. Um, I'm gonna go Austin Riley. Austin Riley, 28 home runs on the season. I love this spot for Atlanta. Uh under 4K to get two hits today. Don't worry, Steve. We're going to work it right back to Atlanta. You like Austin Riley. Uh, I'm going to go with the man that hits, you know, after him from time to time. That's Mr. Marcelo Zuna at 3,500. All right. We do rule out cores for this portion of the game because there's like five uh, Dodgers you could pick for this question today, which in retrospect is – Kind of crazy if you think about it. Um, like Max Muncy's under 4K in cores against Chad Cool. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, that's kind of crazy, but I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go a little just kind of play the odds and say Colton Wong here going up against uh, my boy Ooh. Brian Bello. Oh, we're about to find out some news, Stevie. I like that call. Yeah. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Milwaukee Brewers against Mr. Bello. <laughs> yeah, sneaky for this late. This late, I think. I, I don't think they're gonna get get loaded up on unless they catch some steam late. I like it. Um, trying not to go super obvious here. Give me St. Louis. I don't think they're super obvious today. Yeah, I like St. Louis too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the Cardinals. Will any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir, my brother. It has been a pleasure hanging out with you. Uh, by the time we do another pod, we'll be going into a new month, I think. Oh, yeah. I will say this really quick about this slate. The You know, when we get done with this one, I, I'm just more of going, the slate seems very straightforward. So I think the best advice that I could give on a slate like this is just don't overthink it. Yeah. So there you go. That's what I got for you. NASCAR back this weekend. Truck Series race tonight. Um, we'll have content posted on Roto Grinders under the NASCAR tab. And then Saturday, Xfinity race, Sunday, Cup race. So if you're playing some NASCAR, see you over there in the Roto Grinders Discord. If you're playing the props game, head on over to Discord. Check out Chiefs Prop Shop. It's free. It is free. All you got to do is go to rotorgrinders.com slash discord 
and Chief is bringing the goods in there all the time. Posted some disc golf picks in there. Feeling good about those. Um, so we'll see what happens. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back Monday talking baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.